Hello, this is the house on Valencia Street, and I'll be your host. I use explicit language. Topics of conversation will include ghosts and the paranormal and psychic ability. We also discuss truth here, and I'm an incest and rape survivor. We acknowledge what's going on out there, and sometimes it's restraining orders and therapy, you know? <laughs> sometimes it's moving out of the state to get away from an abuser because everybody's just fine with the abuse he's doing. That's happened in my family, so. Although that happens less and less frequently, um, <laughs> it seems. Or maybe everybody's just fine with it, and I'm not, so I'm talking about it. Um, what else? Uh, <laughs> God. Atheism, agnosticism, Buddhism, Christianity, philosophy, uh, kink, BDSM, therapy, recovery, willful education, <laughs> 12 step. Uh, so these are some topics that could be kind of triggering for some people, might be kind of bring up a lot of feelings. Yeah. I'm going to encourage you to use your discernment when you decide whether or not you're going to roll on in here and that they were funny and smart and still make me laugh and um <laughs> and we had psychic ability and all kinds of psychic experiences which i've discussed several of them in the series i just like knowing that those memories are still exist and they still exist somewhere um that's my theory anyway when it comes to reincarnation and non-physical entities and things of this nature yeah Hey, I got a website. It's called anchor.fm forward slash moma m-o-h-m-a-h. You can go there and check out all the uh, podcasts. You can uh, read the notes and you can also make a donation. Uh, there's $5 a month and $10 a month. And uh, that's a way to communicate with me and validate the fact that the psychics and the ancestors in my family is something that you want to keep hearing about. Yeah. Okay. Let's see what else. Cause I'll still keep talking about them. <laughs> Whether you like it or not. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, what else is going on here? Uh, have we burned in upon entry? I think we are into the house on Valencia Street. Yes, I think we are here. Zoom, zoom, zoom. -er. Here we go. Uh, it's pleasantly about January 22nd, 2023. It's a Sunday. Well, I, I've got just a couple quick little topics this week. Uh, the first is I spent several hours uh, binging on a couple series this week, and I feel kind of filthy and dirty about it, but I also feel pretty good about it. <laughs> So uh, the first one is I've been kind of losing my way or kind of over fixating on. There's this at BBC. The BBC has a series, and I'm an Anglophile, called uh, Fake or Fortune. Fake or Fortune. And some of the curators and commentators that are on Antiques Roadshow UK are in Fake or Fortune. However, they drill down on just one or two objects. They just, feel, they just focus on usually sculpture or painting. And then they give you about an hour history of this particular artist. And also, they do x-rays. They take paint flecks and talk about the different types of metallic parts of the paint. Uh, if it's a gouache, if it's an oil, if it's a watercolor. I mean, it's so fascinating. And also, you're going into these people's houses where it's like, you know, oh, well, you know, I just decided I was going to bid on an auction on Christie's. And I thought it might be a Thomas More. What do you think? Yeah. Hmm? <laughs> uh, they've been focusing on uh, the Delaroche and uh, Delaroche and a veneer. Or a veneer. A veneer is something that's wood that you put over a, a piece of other wood. Vermeer. Vermeer. Um, is that right? Vermeer. <laughs> I know about art, see. Okay, yeah, a lot of the 
artists that they're talking about are not like the common half a dozen or so, you know, the Picasso, the Monet, that type of thing. Let's see. Are there any other artists that they've come up with? Um, boy, they had several that they were pulling up and I, I had never seen some of these artists before. A lot of them are British or more of a British culture, which is where this, uh, the series is set. So check it out, Baker Fortune, if you want to learn about history and just focus on one painting. You know, focus on one or two paintings and then just travel them through because a lot of these don't have provenance, so they can't prove that they were from the artist. And so they're trying to figure out how to prove they're either fakes or worth, of, you know, several hundred thousand dollars. And honestly, when I was watching it this last week, I, I have a thing for Greek Grecian columns and Roman columns uh, in design. And, um, a lot of these places where they're going have these huge mausoleum-sized rooms with these marble columns and amazing art displays on ceilings in very expensive homes. And it's it's kind of fascinating, you know. So Netflix just had a, the, that 90s show. Netflix just had that 90s show. They're remaking the 70s show. And I didn't realize in syndication, I kind of liked that show quite a bit. Although Topher, the main character, the main actor, he always said, I was never going to go back. I'm not going to do a, a revision. I'm not going to go back for a reunion. Well, uh, all the main actors, save one who's incarcerated or about to be incarcerated for raping multiple women, uh, one of the actors on that series, who was also on The Ranch on Netflix, uh, is his name Danny... I'd have to look up his name. And actually, maybe it's better that we don't even know his name. They remade the 70s show on Netflix. And all the all of the actors that, well, 99% of them are there. Save a couple of characters that they just seem to write out. For example, Topher, the actor's sister. It seems like they're not even discussing the fact that he had a sister who was uh, rambun uh, sex positive, I guess we would say. She's not even on the show at all, but I just totally binged it and I felt dirty and I smoked weed while I did it and it felt pretty good. Honestly, it was because, think about it, they're sitting in the basement, they're all sitting around smoking weed and talking about stuff. And I was like, I, I think I want to be there too. See, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm sitting there smoking, you know, and I'm like, oh, this is fantastic. Anyway, it was, uh, what well, you know what it was? It was just, fodder it was silly it was corny and it made me forget about the fact that we're in the middle of a pandemic with the political situation in washington dc right now and it felt really good to escape into that so maybe if you're looking for an escape those are some options for you there's some issues with the show um you're dealing with a lot of mature people 20 30 years later and all the big actors are there and there's a certain displacement um suspension of disbelief whenever you're watching a sitcom that's structured like that, there's a certain one-dimensional, you know, people doing things that you people don't normally do in order to make a joke. You know what I mean? Cornball, slapstick, that type of thing. And I, I kind of liked it. It was a kind of a good place to kind of check into. And like, you know, if I didn't catch uh, five or 10 minutes because I was looking at my phone or I was, you know, cooking dinner, it didn't matter. You know what I mean? It wasn't going to be the climax of the show. It was just going to be, you know, kids going to a rave. You know, and also they're also they're including some people that are uh, racially diverse, although they're not really talking about the race stuff, which is always kind of confusing to me when they kind of like, you know, they take friends and they add a black person <laughs> because somebody said, you know, there's no black people in friends. You know, you might want to do something about that. And then the actress Alicia, the comedian who's also on Whose Line Is It Anyway, 
she came in and she was in France. And so they had a black person. Ta-da! Anyway, so, and they, they need to integrate better than that. Sometimes they just say, well, we'll get somebody who's black or Asian and throw them in there and not discuss the fact that they're black or Asian, you know, and just kind of let them kind of homogeneously be there with like everybody else. And, and sometimes it's like, these people come from different kinds of families, you know what I mean? And, uh, well, uh, yeah. And maybe they want to talk about their family culture and maybe they don't. And who the hell am I to say what they should or not? But a lot of times they get kind of sick when they produce these big things and then they just say, oh, we got some, uh, we got a very Caucasian perspective here and everybody in the show is Caucasian. Maybe we need to add a couple people. It's always kind of awkward sometimes when they're not integrating those voices. And sometimes it could be fantastic. And sometimes it can be like, what happened there? For example, Tales of the City by Armistead Maupin. I love the original Tales of the City by Armistead Maupin series. The remake, yes, it was racially diverse. Yes, it was more non-binary, gender diverse. Although uh, it had a lot of the same actors from the same series, you know, um, Laura Linney and, and a lot of famous actors that were in that. However, um, oh, Olympia DeConcus, she was also in the original. Then in the remake, it was a lot of uh, kind of like, well, we got to be racially diverse and we got to be, you know, gender diverse and, you know, more kind of vibrant uh, neon type of colors. And they go to a rave and, you know, I didn't experience a rave at that time in my life, but later perhaps I did. Um, anyway, so they're just showing you what that was like when it was coming to fruition and, um I got to tell you, I'm kind of nostalgic for some of that music. They call it 19, mid-90s, but it looks like it's more late 80s, and that's when I graduated high school, see? So, and, and maybe that's why I'm kind of nostalgic, because that was a great time in my life in a lot of ways. <laughs> and they're wearing all the same damn clothes, and, you know, and there's a guy saying, you're a dumbass, I'm going to put my foot in your ass. And I'm like, yeah, I can relate to some of that, too, Walla Walla, for sure. Anyway. Check it out if you want to just kind of blip out and not really be thinking about much. Um, in prayer and meditation this week, uh, I was brought to remember <laughs> something about mom. There's a movie called Caddyshack. Let's see, it came out about 1980, and I graduated in the late 80s. And so Caddyshack uh, was I was just about becoming a teenager, right? Um, Darlene really liked Caddyshack. And I watched that movie at least half a dozen times with her. Uh, I think I actually bought her the VHS and we watched it together. There were a couple scenes in that show that mom couldn't stop. She would love to watch them over and over again and she would cackle laugh. She was just laugh and laugh and laugh. <laughs> first things first, the gopher, right? Okay. She had a thing for the gopher and she liked watching the little gopher dance. And she just sit there, I love that damn gopher. I'm all right. You know, dancing in Kenny Loggins song. She just thought it was fantastic. She thought it was like the best thing since sliced bread. She thought it was fantastic. Um, although the one part that she loved the most or the one that she, the part she talked about in Caddyshack that was the favorite part, there's a vicar that is uh, really... Now, okay, I'm going to pause for a second. Caddyshack, sausage fest, white male sausage fest. There's like scenes where there's dozens and dozens of just white men, white men wearing polo shirts, white men wearing golfing clothes. I mean, you know, and Rodney Dangerfield, I mean, Rodney Dangerfield was fantastic in there. I think one of my favorite lines, I was looking at that. I was just looking at some of the episode. Um, what was it? Uh, hey, Moose and Rocco, why don't you help the judge here find his checkbook? <laughs> And then they're going to go beat up Ted, you know, because, you know, 
Uh, Rodney Dangerfield was pretty irreverent. And actually, did you know Rodney Dangerfield was a writer, a big writer for Lenny Bruce? Uh, he was one of the behind-the-scenes writers for Lenny Bruce. And while I own a couple of Lenny Bruce's albums, just to make sure I, I got the history on comedy and the like, just study what he does, he's not my flavor. Although I understand contextually and historically what he was doing was pretty important, Lenny Bruce, who Rodney Dangerfield wrote for. And Rodney Dangerfield is a star, in, one of the stars in uh, Caddyshack. Mom loved that movie. <laughs> Better favorite part uh, was when the vicar was out and he was playing a hand. He was playing a golf hand, and somehow, some way, the t- the, gar- the gardener, played by Bill Murray, uh, somehow, some way, he was his. He ended up being his uh, caddy, right? So he's, it, it, and it's like torrential rain. Everything's pouring down, and the vicar's like going, "Oh man, this is fantastic! I'm having the best hand. I'm having the best game of my life." He kept getting holes and one, holes and ones. One point, he, he puts a golf ball into a hole, and then a frog jumps out ribbit you know it's like so wet so what you know anyway so finally they get to the end part and this is like this is my perfect game oh my gosh i got a witness here this is gonna be fantastic and it's black outside and it's raining and there's like torrential rain and it looks like you know parting of the red seas with moses and it's like you really should be getting inside hey vicar you should really be getting inside this is you should not be outside and so he's like i gotta finish this game i gotta finish this game so he goes up he finishes the game and then it's like he he misses the last shot he misses the last shot and then he screams up in the ceiling, you know, or screams up at the sky, Rathfords! And then he gets electrocuted and he dies. And then Bill Murray runs away. <laughs> but I think my mama wanted to scream that now and again. And so she'd always bring it back to the sky. Remember that scene with the Rathfords thing? Because she thought that was funny as hell. And uh, she didn't remember that guy died. He said rat she just thought it was funny as hell i just thought i'd bring that to you the dancing gopher though she bring up the gopher too she liked the gopher i, I do too so and also i'm gonna share this with you that song by uh, kenny loggins i'm all right you know um I, I challenge you to be in a bad mood after listening to that song that's a good song i mean i get up and i want to start dancing and i'm in a good mood so maybe that was a damn point anyway all right that's my little slice of pie today. I just thought I'd bring a little bit of Darlene here and, and talk about some of the things she liked. Also, we were listening to that in Walla Walla, Washington when it came out. And when I look at it now, I go, "There's it's kind of like Airplane. A lot of the stuff in Airplane you couldn't get away with. Although I, the sexism in, in Caddyshack is like very obvious. It's really, it's like over the top. Wow, this is a sausage fest. It was a white male sausage fest. It's like they're not even listening to women. I mean, it's just, you know and anytime you're going to take out an entire race of people anytime you're going to take out an entire gender of people it could be funny to some people but it's going to be missing the mark on some others yeah so anyway um i like thinking about mom laughing her ass off thinking about that gopher dancing you know doing that little gopher dance thing now if you think about it intellectually these characters are no up to no good. They're destroying things. They're destroying property. They're blowing things up. This doesn't make logical sense, right? But damn, it's sure funny, isn't it? I mean, come on. Thanks for coming to visit the house on Valencia Street this week. Um, I feel like I should include some ghosty toasty information. Um, although I, d- I don't want to force it. You know what I mean? Um, maybe just talk about things that please my mama. Maybe that's enough. Yeah. So, and if you want to check out and just, feel like popcorn universe that 90s show hey yeah okay (laughs) which is really more like that 80s show if you ask me they're they're doing the imagery and the the references the music they're playing i'm like oh my god that's 
it's you know just it just lights you right up so hey um i'm glad you made it to the house on valencia street where we celebrate our ancestors and also talk about psychic ability and things that we experience um I'm grateful for you. Thanks for listening today. And uh, please understand here at the house on Valencia Street, you're not alone. You will never be alone. And sometimes that's whether you like it or not. Hmm?